and LinkedIn is kind of the go-to place to find somebody, a business professional. It's their online portfolio about themselves. That's the place you want to share everything good that you've done throughout your career. If you're not there on LinkedIn, you don't exist. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metalworking Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts, business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Jim here. We're coming to you today from our beautiful Chicago studio, and we want to let you know that this is the podcast to equip manufacturing leaders. Happy to have you here with us today, and here's what's coming up. Jason, you want to take it? We're going to be discussing the six reasons why every manufacturing leader should engage with LinkedIn now. Before we get started, Jim, do you have any manufacturing news? I do, as a matter of fact. There's this new automotive manufacturing company based in Alabama that just invested a $50 million to create like 105 jobs in Smyrna, Tennessee, which is in between Murfreesboro and Nashville, right off of Interstate 24. They're doing work for Nissan, as a matter of fact. They're going to create 105 advanced manufacturing jobs that will pay on average $45,000 per year plus benefits. I think it's great for the local economy. I think it's encouraging to hear that the jobs opportunity is going to be building for that particular area of the United States. So what is it that sparked your interest? Is it because it's Nissan, who's typically a Japanese company, I believe, that's creating these jobs here? Well, yes. But what really caught my eye at first was invest $50 million. That's what caught and create 100 jobs in Samirna. And I I know that area kind of well. Years ago, we used to uh, do a lot of camping in that area. And and I know that area fairly well. And it's just exciting because um, I think that area could probably utilize the new workforce there. And that Nashville is a hot area. Let me tell you, I know a lot of people that are moving there and retiring there. And, uh, you know, it seems like the trend is to that a lot of the new manufacturing jobs are down south. Do you kind of feel that same thing? I do. I know North Carolina, South Carolina is pretty prominent. At least it has been in recent years, but I was excited to hear that Samirna got this, and uh, I wish them the best, and I, I hopefully they can make some of it. The, the name of the company, by the way, is Topre, T-O-P-R-E, America, and they're the ones that are building this new facility and uh, creating these 105 jobs and just adding to the stability of that, that county, Rutherford County. So it's, it's, it's exciting. That's great. So what are we going to talk about today? Talking about LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm so, excited about this one. I know I know a lot about this one, and I know you do too. Yeah, I, I do too. So I got a question for you. Are you looking for a job? Am I looking for a job? Yes. No, not right now. I've got too many. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to minimize. So I guess that comes down to, I think some people have the perception that LinkedIn is for job seekers and people that are looking to fill positions. Yeah, you're right. I mean, anybody I talk to that does not know anything about LinkedIn, they're like, oh, that that's just for people that are looking for jobs. Couldn't be anything further from the truth. Of course, you can get jobs from LinkedIn. However, it is not at all the... Certainly not the number one focus of what it's all about. 
So since you and I are not looking for jobs, what are we doing on LinkedIn? It's all about thought leadership, uh, relevancy, uh, driving, you know, engagement. Yeah, let's kind of go through that. So we came up with six reasons why every manufacturing leader should be on LinkedIn. You just touched upon the first one, which is relevancy. And when I think of relevancy, I think of if you're not there on LinkedIn, you don't exist. I think that, again, like new prospects look at our businesses and they go to our manufacturing websites. If you want to know anything about anybody nowadays on a personal level or a personal business level, you go to their LinkedIn profile and see I agree. All about. I agree. Yeah. You go to, for a company, you go to their website and LinkedIn is kind of the go-to place to find somebody, a business professional. It's their online portfolio about themselves. That's right. the place right. you want to share everything good that you've done throughout your career. Right. It's really so, career-based. Yeah, it is. It's an individual, professional, social media platform. So if you meet somebody at, like, let's say, a, a social event and you go, you get their business card, you probably immediately, you know, you might scan their business card and put it into your contacts on your phone, but you probably look them up on LinkedIn right away as well, don't you? Probably. And if, if there's somebody that I even want to remember, I always connect with them on LinkedIn. Okay. And what if they're not there? They take a dip in my book because I think that anybody nowadays, it's uh, anything, anybody relevant nowadays has got to have a LinkedIn profile. I agree. I was recently at a conference and, you know, I collected business cards. I directed people to my LinkedIn profile. And um, did you tell them to go to your LinkedIn profile? I, I did. I told them to search for my name. I mean, it's real easy. I mean, business cards are becoming less and less relevant. You know, it's pretty much just to see the person's name and then pitch the business card. I look them up on LinkedIn and then I connect with them and then I throw their business card in the garbage. Right. And that's basically what I do too. As long as they're important to my contacts list, I've linked in with, on them. There's no reason to have that card anymore. Right. And unless there's something very special and they're not on LinkedIn, that would be the only reason why I would retain that card. Exactly. So the, what is your impression? Let me ask you this. You yeah. asked me my impression if somebody is not on LinkedIn. What do you get? You meet somebody, they give you your business card, you go to LinkedIn, you type in their name, and nothing. Boom. Dead soldier right there. Yeah, gosh. I mean, I'm just like, why? I almost should... You know, I just thought of this totally off the cuff, but I, I probably should send him an email and say, hey, you know, I looked you up on LinkedIn and I didn't find you. Why aren't you there? And, I, you know, I'm going to do that from now on. I'm going to say, I'm going to send that email. I'm going to say, why aren't you on LinkedIn? And I'm going to direct him to this podcast. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess the relevancy is the first point. And the second point is to connect with business partners. I know as far as I'm concerned, if, you know, if I'm thinking about something and I'm like, I know they work for, you know, this company has this word in their name and I can't think of what their name is, who they are. I'm going to go into LinkedIn and I'm going to, you know, put in the word machine, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah, Jim Carr, car machine. And that's, that's who it was. And it's just a way right, to connect searchable. with people. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a Rolodex, you know, it's very searchable. Exactly. You know, I think that that was point number three, which is you're just building a virtual Rolodex of your contacts. Yeah. By the way, I have to tell you, I threw my Rolodex out. Yeah, didn't we? Did we talk about? <laughs> I did, just had to tell you what, and the listeners. Yeah, that, because we were talking about that. Oh, that was the power of networking. Yeah, the power of networking, yeah. where you had to educate me on what a Rolodex was. Uh huh. I, I've got to tell you, I thought of you. It was about two weeks ago. <laughs> it's gone. 
Yeah. Was there a celebration when you got rid of it or anything? Oh, there's no. always a celebration for something, but I, I just wanted to share that with you and our listeners. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So point number three is, you know, just building that virtual Rolodex. So number one is relevancy. Number two is connecting with business partners. And number three is building a virtual Rolodex. So the number four, which I think is, you know, hugely important is, you know, just to have a platform for your thought leadership and your personal branding. Absolutely. That's mainly what I use it for, Jason. I want people to know that I'm thinking outside the box and I'm constantly sharing this knowledge that I get. For any of those Google manufacturing news, I want to be a thought leader in my industry and I want to build my brand and kind of have myself elevated. So when people do think of Jim Carr, they think of Jim Carr in this particular light. Yeah. You're not just some dude making chips. There's more to Jim Carr. There's more to Jason Zenger than just what people perceive. Right. There's more substance. It's building your brand. Building that personal brand is important. I mean, even though we're closely tied to our businesses, there's more to us than just that. And there's more that we can do to help other people and, you know, expand our thought leadership than just what meets the eye initially. You know, manufacturers are a little behind the cough and, you know, so this might be a big step for them. What do you say to somebody that says, well, oh my God, another social network platform, you know, isn't it, isn't LinkedIn just another Facebook page? Well, it's definitely not another Facebook page. It is another social media platform, but they are very different. I mean, I don't ever talk anything but business on LinkedIn, whereas on Twitter or Facebook, I might talk about a variety of different subjects. LinkedIn is all business. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear about anybody's cats, and nobody wants to hear about whatever non-business things that I have to do. Nobody wants where to see- Where you had dinner last week yeah, or nobody how wants your to kids see, are Yeah, nobody doing. wants to see about my kids, exactly, right. on LinkedIn. I mean, you know, that's what my Facebook page is for or my Instagram or my Twitter. So keep it professional. Keep it professional. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit at the end too, about some points that people really should abide to when they get started with LinkedIn. So yeah, just expanding your thought leadership and personally branding yourself. Those things are very, very important. I would say that everybody, all of our listeners have something to bring to the table that other people can benefit from. So Jason, I mean, I know the answer, but why don't we share with our listeners, do you have to pay a premium to be on LinkedIn? What's all that paid LinkedIn stuff? I have signed up for a trial version of the LinkedIn premium. I did not retain it. I don't know, maybe I'm cheap, but I didn't do it. I would say, no, you don't have to do it for sure. I mean, go into it with the mindset. The only thing that it's going to cost you is the time that you put into it, which to me is, is actually very minimal for what you can get out of it. I agree. I agree. Maybe that's something that we can investigate at a later time is a talk about that premium, premium service. But I would just yeah. say for now, don't do it. And, and if you have a reason that you think that you should be doing it, or maybe Jim or I should be doing it, let us know. So point number five would be to share what you do and to create engagement with the people that you're connected with. LinkedIn has this great feature called LinkedIn Publisher, where you can create post that appear as notifications to your connections. I haven't oh, utilized it yet. I have. You I have, have used it. It's okay. powerful because what it does is when you make that post, every single connection you have gets a notification. That little red light shows up. Yes. That you have it. So let's say I have 1,500 connections. All 1,500 of my connections get a notification on their upper banner that shows, and everyone's going to go right to it because you see it, it's highlighted, and they click it, and at least it gets me top of mind. Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, I like that. I think, you know, one of the things that you and I have discussed is actually repurposing some of the 
older podcasts that we have as LinkedIn posts. So I think soon to come, you'll see some, if you're connected with Jim or I, you'll see some LinkedIn publisher posts that, that are going to come as short blog posts. Yeah, I mean, it's real easy. And like Jim said, it gets shared with your connections and followers. Even if you are not connected with somebody, they can still follow your posts. So they could still benefit from what you write. And also your posts become searchable both on LinkedIn or off LinkedIn. So if one of our listeners posts something about what they did to machine this type of material and they did like a short post about it on LinkedIn that's going to be searchable and LinkedIn is a is a huge platform yeah. for people to be able to research this type of information I mean, there is a lot of job seekers on LinkedIn. There's no denying that. And a lot of people have been recruited through LinkedIn for jobs. Oh, absolutely. But I I think that's become almost secondary. I believe that too. But I still think it is a powerful resource for finding new talent. Yeah, it is. And and maybe that'll be something. We we didn't plan on talking about recruitment or looking for jobs over LinkedIn, but maybe that's something that you and I can discuss at a later time, like some of these different platforms to utilize when looking for employees or searching out a job. So point number six, and our final point for why every manufacturing leader should be on LinkedIn, number one is relevancy. Number two is to connect with business partners. Number three is to build a virtual Rolodex. Number four is to provide thought leadership and personal branding. And number five is to share what you do and create engagement with posts. And then number six is to drive traffic, inquiries, and sales. So Ultimately, you know, that's what we're all doing it for. Ultimately, yeah, you want to have a reason. I mean, you're not. We have a lot of ways to spend our time, and you want to have a a reason for doing this. So, when you create these posts, you're creating interest in people, and from that interest, they're going to your website, or they're emailing you, or they're calling you, and so you're driving traffic to one of these platforms, which then is driving inquiries into your business, which then hopefully is going to drive sales. So that would be kind of the bottom of the funnel reason why every manufacturing leader should be utilizing LinkedIn. And there's another reason too. SEO is another huge reason why you should be. The more you are posting and are more relevant on all your social sites, your company, your brand is going to come up on your SEO. Yeah, absolutely. And do you remember, I think it was episode number one, it was makingchips.com slash one, where we talked about social media and manufacturing. It was very much an introduction to, to social media. We said that there was this indirect relationship between SEO and social media. So I guess you would say that there was a correlation, but not causation between the two of them. So I guess the way that I would explain this is if somebody is talking about car machine and tool on LinkedIn a lot, other people are going to see these discussions about car machine and tool, or they're going to see these discussions about the Making Chips podcast. What's going to happen is that those people are going to go on to Google or on to Bing or on to Yahoo, and they're going to search out the Making Chips podcast. So I guess that's where that correlation comes into mind as far as social media and SEO. Right. And I was just going to add, Jason, that not only can you have a personal LinkedIn profile, but companies can have a LinkedIn profile as well. Do you think that that's really picked up? I feel like even though it's there, it it hasn't really been... No. People don't utilize it as well as they could. They don't. And LinkedIn really hasn't promoted it very much either. 
But I know my company, Car Machine, has one, and Making Chips has a corporate LinkedIn as well. Right. I think it's kind of embarrassing the number of followers, followers we, have. we have. I know. <laughs> so, I mean, we don't push it, and LinkedIn really doesn't promote it. It's no. just kind of there. So, yeah. so in closing... If you want to get started, how do we get started? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. If you want to get started or, or get restarted in LinkedIn, we have seven things that we recommend that you do, and I'm going to go through these, you know, rather quickly. Fill out your profile completely. You know, LinkedIn is going to help you through the process of filling out your complete profile. They're going to say you forgot to add a picture. Add a picture. There's nothing. What college that, did you go to? Yeah, just add all of that kind of stuff because people want to see what you look like. You know, even if it's like a, if you don't want to put your real picture, put a cartoon picture. You know, <laughs> don't 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 put like you know your your high school cheerleading picture or something no, like that or your high know, school don't football have sunglasses picture. On. Make it make it as professional, yeah, professional. as you can. Exactly. You don't have to go get a, a professional headshot done for. No, I mean box. my my picture is not like ultra professional. I'm not in a suit and tie because I rarely wear a suit and tie, but you know, have something that looks relatively professional. Right. You don't want to have your dog in the picture with you. You don't want to have your sunglasses on. You don't want to have a picture of a beer in your hand. You want to... How about a glass of wine? Uh, I would not say that's a good okay. brand to have. No. You want it to be as professional as possible without overkilling it. Okay. So... Number two, which would be to be descriptive with your headline. So my headline is strengthening the manufacturing industry as a manufacturing podcast host and through MRO tooling and applications and vending. So I know that it's a mouthful. I don't know whether it's you know a great headline, but it says a lot and it's very descriptive. So I would say put something more than I'm you know the general manager of XYZ tool company. Mm -hmm. Number three would be to claim your profile URL. So LinkedIn will automatically generate a URL for your LinkedIn profile. Change it. Make it something that is easy to remember. So once again, I'm just going to throw an example out there. Mine is linkedin.com slash in, I-N, slash Jason Zenger. And mine is linkedin.com slash in slash James Carr 1228. Exactly. So make it easy. I Don't make it linkedin.com slash in slash XYZ one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine. You know, I mean, that's just silly. And when you go to somebody's profile, it will show you right under their picture what their well, profile URL, and that's how you can quickly access any of your peers. So what's next? Number four is to be active. So connect with people, join LinkedIn groups, you know, join groups that are relevant to you. Just check in with it, you know, once a week. I check it once a day, but it doesn't take a lot of time. Put the app on your phone. It doesn't take a long time to connect with people. It does not. Most people will connect. Yeah. Do you and, connect with everybody on LinkedIn? You know, I've been suspicious at times, but ultimately it's, you know, I, I end up, you know, pretty do much you, connecting you with everybody. Review, do you review the request before you accept it? Or do you just accept it? I always review it. So do yeah. I. I always review. I, I want to know who this person is. I mean, I get a lot of people coming to me and they want to sell me something and I'm not really a big fan of that. So maybe I've gotten a little bit jaded, but ultimately I'll just connect with them and then if they send me an email, I usually just delete it without responding. I mean, I hate to me. say that, but Same I mean- Same thing with me. Same yeah, thing with me. I mean, it's just- it's just the nature of things. I mean, I we have listenership all across the world, so I'm going to get a guy in, you know, Bangladesh. I mean, it's not like a big part of our listenership. You know, 90% of it is in the United States. I'm going to get somebody in Bangladesh that's going to want to connect with me, and maybe he's a listener. So I need to be open to that. Great. 
Number five would be to indicate your skills or areas of expertise. So it kind of goes along with the um, the number one point, which is to fill your profile out completely. But I think indicating your skills and your areas of expertise is very important because people are going to endorse you for those things. And, and other people want to understand, you know, what is Jim known for? What is Jason known for? And, you know, to be quite great honest point. with you. That's a great point. Yeah, Jason. I haven't reviewed my skills or expertise. I know, you know, periodically what people are endorsing me for more often, but you know, you need to kind of set that standard for where your knowledge base is because LinkedIn is going to lead people in that direction. So you want to make sure that you are very clear about what your expertise is. Number six is to be helpful. So comment in groups and comment on other people's posts. LinkedIn is only going to be as good as you are active in it. So if somebody, if you join a group and somebody throws up a question, you know, throw out a machining question, Jim. What is the surface speed per minute on 316 stainless steel? Exactly. So you want to be out there and you want to, you know, get into that dialogue and get into those conversations. And, well, then, and what that does is it promotes thought leadership. It promotes thought, yeah, it, it shows you as an expert. Yes, exactly. exactly. Go right ahead. Exactly. And, and, you know, people know when you're faking it. So, you know, comment on things that you truly are an expert in. Get that niche. Yeah, absolutely. And then the last point, number seven, is to only talk business. And, and we talked about this very briefly. Nobody cares about what you ate for dinner. Nobody cares about what's going on with your dog. Nobody cares about what's going on with your kids on LinkedIn. Save that for Facebook. Yeah. Save that for Instagram. Keep it relevant. Keep it relevant. Yeah, because people want to jump on and they want to see what's going on in business. So they want to know where this is relevant to your career, their career, and business. So that wraps things up. Thank you all for listening. And we just need you guys and gals to do two things. We need you to sign up on our email list. What that's going to do is it's going to give you our show notes and it's also going to notify you as soon as one of our podcasts come out. And if you're not listening to the podcast through a um, podcast application, you can listen to it on your website as soon as you get that email. They can connect with us on makingships.com. Yes. And of course, we just gave our LinkedIn profiles. You can search for us there, Jason Zenger, Z-E-N-G-E-R, or James Carr, C-A-R-R. Also, you can follow us on um, at making underscore chips on Twitter. And also, we have our Facebook page as well. Great. So with that, what do we say here at Making Chips, Jim? If you're not making chips... You're not making money. So get out there and make some chips. Bam. Bam. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear and we'll see you next time on Making Chips. We're going to be discussing the six reasons why every manufacturing leader should engage with LinkedIn now. Oh, there's six now, huh? Yeah. Wait, what was there before? <laughs> I thought there were five. Oh, sorry. I added one, I guess. Do you want me to recap all of these different points, Jim? I would, because I swear we only had five, but I think you just added them. Sometimes they meld together. I know. They meld together in my brain. And I have I have a lot of things that I just want to like tell our listeners, too, about it that I think is important outside of what we're going to to share right now. Okay, so you're you're going to turn this into like 7, 8 or 9? Yeah, maybe.